I spend all of my time with minorities. Yes. Most of my crew are from, uh, they're Latin. Mm-hmm. These guys left their country to come here and make a better life mm-hmm. and work harder than anyone that I've been around. Yes. These are the people I want to spend time with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they could be Latin. It doesn't really matter. It's just we're mm-hmm. a crew. This is this is what it takes right now. They've made the decision to better their life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's good with me. Like I know what you mean. Like the race issue in this country. Yeah. I've been watching from afar. I I really don't. I, I don't need. I don't want to really get too involved with it. Yeah. Because I don't think that I'm gonna um, make everybody happy. And yeah, exactly. I just the people that know me know who I am and that's good enough for me you know and Malcolm Malcolm points that out to me a lot on the podcast like sometimes I say certain things like Nick don't say it on the podcast if me and you are having a conversation I understand where you're coming from last week you did that but on the podcast people have people take things out of context and people yeah and I want to touch like I'm not I'm not implying that people shouldn't put their opinions out there or be muted not at all like Just wish people didn't react to people's stances with so much like vitriol. It's like I I hate to see it, and I don't need that coming at me. Yeah. So that's why I'm gonna stay away. Doesn't mean I don't side with certain issues. Believe me, that's not it. Yeah. But But the negativity, I'm I erase that from my life. Do you vote? Positive. Do not vote. Not a voter. I do not vote. Who would you want to win this election? Uh, I don't think we have a good candidate. That's how I feel too. So. Kanye, Kanye 2020. You got me freaking talking <laughs> politics here, which I didn't want to do. But so I look to get off the politics talk. Do you have so you love cars, you know, and you love the construction business you have? Is there any other interest you have in things that you haven't done yet, or you tried and want to get more involved with? Mm, good question. Probably, I'm sure there will be as I get older. Right now, it's about my business, yes, mm. my family, and. Cars. Mm-hmm. Cars, yeah. It starts and ends with. My free time is pretty much all centered around cars. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's a good thing. I mean, you listen to Rogan a lot. I'm sure you've heard him say, like, when he does something, he gets so obsessed with it. I'm very obsessive. And so for people like you, don't get into too much because you don't want to be obsessed no. with too many things. No, like, I got this, I got this, I built this racing simulator in my basement. Oh, yeah. I see it now. What is that about? It, it's see, it's bad because I'm waking up at five a.m. Some point today, I have some work to do today after this, but I'm going to be in that chair at some point. <laughs> That's not helping anybody. No, yeah, but it's no. going to be fun, and I'm going to do it. That's but, okay. But I feel like those are important to sometimes sit down if you're not addicted, you know. But sometimes sit down, relax, and go. All right, I'm going to enjoy myself. I know the work. Down. I know what I can do. Let me enjoy part, I think part of the thing, too, for me, part of my psyche when it comes to, like, purchasing a Ferrari was something that was not supposed to happen in my life. Yeah. It's a goal. And every time I see that car and get in it, it's mm. like, all right, you're doing something right. It's a little reminder to myself. I and can only imagine how you feel. Mm-hmm. It's pretty fun. <laughs> it's pretty fun. Um, yeah, I'm fortunate, man. I'm very grateful. That's Definitely. Good. That's good. And I already have my eyes on, like, I don't, I don't keep things very long. Okay. I, I'm an unsettled guy. Okay. So I'm you happy. Go into- uh, you know, I'm going to keep that car, but I'm going to upgrade to another model mm. pr- pretty soon, hopefully. Right. Yeah. Same color? Or you like I like the silver. Color? I don't know. What, what, Probably what, not. What, what's one of those things? So a Ferrari in the earlier ages was the, okay, this is the token of my hard work. 
What's what, what? What is the next token for you to say? Wow, I did it again. Um, probably a second home. Okay. Um, what like a vacation home that I can rent out? Um, where I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, where are you thinking? I don't. Know. I haven't gotten this far. You asked me a question that I, I don't have the answer you to. Right the answer now. to now. Maybe no. Florida. Who knows? Yeah. Pick a place on a map. It could uh-huh. be it. You know. Go to the Caribbean, man. I have something. In the I've been to Jamaica twice. It's the spot. You like it there? I love it. I gotta yeah. go. I gotta. I've never been to. And Jamaica. We went for our honeymoon, and then we went back uh, with our fa- with our kids last year, two years okay. ago. I, I was. I have this ignorant thing in my head where I'm like, if I want to go on vacation, either I'm going to go to Trinidad, and I'm not going to go to any other Caribbean countries, or I'm just going to go somewhere else. But maybe I got to open up my mind. You should. It's a lot of beautiful like um, islands in the Caribbean. Dude, we were supposed to be in uh, my wife and my kids. We were going to Austria in July, wow. and this was like my vacation. Mm-hmm. This was the one that I was looking forward to. So I'm a huge fan of Formula One racing, F1. Okay, mm-hmm. and in Austria they have a Grand Prix there. So we were flying into Austria, uh, into Germany. We we're going to do a night in Germany. I had a Porsche re- rented for the whole trip. I'm going to drive the Austrian Alps in this new Porsche. We were going to go to the F1 race. Uh, one of my one of my best clients generously hooked me up with paddock and pit lane passes for my wife, me, and my kids. Okay. That's a big thing for me. Now, what and they're that? not cheap. You're down in the pit next to the drivers and the cars. Oh, You're watching the race from their paddock. Lewis Hamilton, Charles Leclerc, Max, everybody right there. Top yeah. guys. I know oh, all yeah. those guys. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> you don't know any of them. Yeah. Um, first of all, they're mega stars. For real. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're some of the highest paid guys. They're like It's like uh, soccer in Europe. Yeah. Okay. Same concept. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. After the race, we were going to this amazing like kinder hotel, which is like a luxury family resort at the base of these mountains in the Austrian Alps. We we're going to stay there for six days, and that was squashed. COVID. You know? Oh, because of COVID. Yeah. Wow. And I'll be sightseeing. Yeah, so we're going to do it next year. Okay. What are you going to do, you know? I feel like that's the saddest part about COVID. All yeah. the plans you had. Definitely. I was supposed to go to Trinidad this Christmas. I wanted to go to... Um, Trinidad for Carnival, which is a big thing. Oh, yes. You ever I heard of it? with a lot of guys in Trinidad when I was in the Union. There was mm. a lot of uh, guys from Trinidad and Tobago where they were drywall guys. I had a partner named Leon for about a year who was from Trinidad. That's my best friend's name, Leon. Shout yeah. out to Leon. Um, my second best friend. So it's been, <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen those guys because, you know, they're still in the Union. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, some of the things you're saying are starting to register from mm. discussions we've had. Yeah, carnival is nice, man. Everyone gets dressed up. Don't they do something like that in Brazil too? Yeah, uh-huh. but we have the real carnival. They yeah. have like a, a knockoff version, yeah. <laughs> yeah. something, something like that. Not, right? Listen, I got news. No, for you. Venezuela is close by. I bet you Brazil says the same thing about you guys. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, just in a different <laughs> language. But what was I going to say? I was going to say something. Shit, I forgot. But yeah, are you a big family trip guy every year? We try to, yeah. And, and what's I think the, so. what do you think the benefit is as a family to go on a trip? Oh, there's just all the experiences of, you know, seeing different parts of the world and uh, spending that much time together. Like, the list goes on. Okay. The exploring, the adventure, all that. Yeah. I was telling Malcolm this earlier. I hope this is not offensive. You give me big hunter vibes. Hunter? No. Yeah. Never you never hunted, hunted before? Never. Not offensive, but no, I've never hunted once in my life. Why? You, just you, never entered you've never into been my, interested in it or anything? No, to be honest with you, I have no interest in it. Yeah. Really? 
No. Uh, I don't know. I want to be a hunter, man. Okay. I think it's so cool. I don't know what it is about it. I mean, I'm sure I would like it, like yeah. firing. I've never shot a gun. Never shot a gun. Oh. Or like a bow and arrow. I think that would probably be... I I would definitely be... I like things that are singular, where it's just you and the task at hand. Okay. Yeah. Similar to like performance driving. Once you're yeah. in the car or in the sim, it's just... Me and you. That's it. The intent, you, baby. everything else is blocked out. Hunting could give you that. 100%. That's what I'm getting you at. Yeah, I'm sure I would rifle. like it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just never entered into my never into entered. my realm of interest, yeah. And you say you don't own any guns or anything like that? Um, we do. Never okay. shot it, though. You yeah. never shot it. Yeah, it was given to me just as a safety thing, keeping the house. Let's go to a gun range, man. I'll do it. You yeah. you with that? Yeah, we'll go to like Calverton or something. Yeah, that's by me. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's by you? Yeah, by, by. yeah. I've never shot it. Shut it up. I'll, I'll go with you guys. Yeah. Hey, cool. I've never mm-hmm. shot a gun before, but I need to. Oh, there you go. Because me and Malcolm, we have a hunting trip planned coming up. I don't Where, know. You guys? Where are you two going hunting? Let's hear this. Update? Well, yeah, upstate. My aunt, um, she has this friend. Um, he's willing to teach us. Because neither of us have been hunting before. But... I don't know if it's listening to Rogan talk about shooting elks all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you listen, if you listen to Rogan enough, yeah, he'll start putting little ideas in your head. You don't even know they're there. Uh-huh. Now I want to do MMA. Yeah. I want yeah, to put go someone to sleep. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're ordering beef elk jerky. Huh? <laughs> I want to do Fan Factor. Yeah, yeah. all this old stuff. I think that's I'd be funny. a commentator for the UFC. Yeah, and start that's, my own that's fight funny. club. I think that's why his podcast is so dope, though. Is he all the different things he does is just like you know he really lives it but also so interesting and i think it's you know you get joe rogan when you listen to his podcast you know everything about him and like i i think subconsciously i take like cues from the way he runs his podcast to how i want to run my social yes Mm -hmm. because working with us and our company is a very intimate process we're in your home we're tearing Mm -hmm. shit apart Mm -hmm. we're spending your money on your property we're making decisions together um, it's a partnership yeah. when you hire us and there's there's an intimacy there okay. I'm not interested in faking it and having to be a salesman and people that follow my social my Instagram specifically that's all I have they're gonna know exactly who I am mm. they get to see that I'm on, it's all about my work you see I'm on site every day yeah. I, every day you're gonna see on my stories what's going on behind the scenes you're gonna see my interests whether you like them or not this is just what I'm into mm-hmm. the cars and you're gonna see my family mm-hmm. so when you hire me if you follow the social you know who I am and I, I like that, like, that I a, don't need to fake it you know that's a great idea yeah I, I could see, like, say, uh, a lady looking for someone to build a house, and she sees Chris, and she sees his cars, and sees his wife and his kids. Oh, this is probably a guy I could trust. Yeah, I Seems think there's like a the lot to it, guy. and I don't need to sell myself. And yes, not at all. Listen, it might not be the best idea. Listen, having nice things could turn people away. I understand that. Mm-hmm. Like, a guy with a Ferrari. All right, this guy's making too much money. Whatever it is. It's not like that. Yeah. And I understand the risk there. And if that's how people are going to take it, then I might lose one or two people there. But yeah. I'm not interested in like muting myself or being fake about what I'm into. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you, um, like looking, like to me, it's so crazy that you have a Ferrari and 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 a Tesla because you don't give off that kind of like, oh, arrogant, I have it, and you know, even when you show your cars on Instagram, it's kind of like, oh, this is just what I have. Yeah, no different that. than someone yeah. showing their their Nissan Camry. Right. Know? Yeah. Well. I appreciate that I have it, and I know it could all go away in the blink of an eye, and mm-hmm. I know how hard I've worked to kind of accomplish these material goals that I've had. I like nice shit. 
Yes. You know? Um, the Ferrari thing started for me when I was 11. I saw a, I specifically remember this. In Walmart, they had the poster racks. Yeah. Yeah, you could flip through and see posters. And I was just doing that and saw a black Ferrari Testarossa with mm. the red taillight lit up. I was like, holy shit. Like, I'd mm. always been into anything I could drive. Little dirt bikes, quads. When you're 11, cars are just starting to get there. Oh, yeah. And I purchased that poster, put it on my wall. It was there for like, I don't know, eight years. Mm. And then I just got addicted to learning everything about Ferrari, uh-huh. making it a goal, essentially. Mm. How'd you learn about Ferraris? Were you on YouTube <laughs> looking it up? Or? Yeah. I, oh, man. I think uh, just asking questions to people, um, magazines, okay, a lot of like Car and Driver, whatever was around back then. Different world back then. Yeah, you know? yeah that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And then once you had the internet and access to it, I was, I still am watching, my, my wife will tell you, every day I'm watching YouTube mm-hmm. at night or morning on something car related. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see it. You see it on um, IG. Yeah. You know, a race just happened. Yeah. You know? It seems like you, you have a good balance of work and play. Appreciate that. I think so. <clears throat> that's key, right? Because yeah, you, it is. if you work too hard, you kind of burn yourself out. And that happens. Like, there's right. times when it's just... My goal this year bef- in January was I'm going to leave a lot of bullshit behind and I'm going to work and, and I'm not going to be involved with... Might have less friends, which I don't have many of now. And that's fine. Yeah. I have a few good ones. The rest is just about accomplishing my goals for family and for business. Mm-hmm. So my wife is uh, a math teacher. Okay. She's not going back to work this year. Um. We're lucky to be in that position to where we weren't relying on her income. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Like this may be a good thing. She's not going back because the districts are, um, you know, they're not in a great spot right yeah. now. They don't have the best plan. Yeah. Leave it at that. Yeah. And they're asking a lot of the teachers that I don't think anybody wants to be a part of. Mm-hmm. The other part is we have our own kids that need to get to and from school, mm-hmm. and the hours are not working. We can't find anybody to. There's no busing. It's just a mess all around. So uh, the decision was for Kelly to to stay home. Okay. Um, And I don't, that's, I'm happy about that. Yeah. I am. But I don't know if that would have happened if this year went differently. Mm, Not saying I'm glad COVID happened. That's not it at all. I'm saying it's an adaptation that we've made based on the way the year has gone. And I've been grinding from January, working through all the bullshit with the shutdowns. And everything else that's come with this year, and the results have started to show themselves. Yeah. So my wife can stay home from work now yeah. and spend time with the family and things like that. And is that part of like your motivation, like being able to have your wife stay at home? Yeah, that's a big part of it. Mm-hmm. For good, you know, like be here yeah. for the kids and everything. Yeah, and she's she's such a hard worker. It's yeah. not going to be for good. I don't mm-hmm. know if she'll go back to teaching. She can really do anything she wanted to do. Yeah. Okay. Um. So we'll see. But now. The potential's there. Okay. When you're a teacher, you're capped. This is your salary. This yeah. is your day-to-day. You remove that from the equation, and now there's a world of potential for whatever she wants to do with herself. Does she know. have any like ideas of maybe starting her own business? We have some thoughts on it. Some- I know there's going to be some homeschooling needs, mm. especially with my clients and, okay. and the people that I deal with. There you go. So we have a little bit of a mini plan that we might implement as far as bringing in some additional cash flow and providing a service that people need. There you go. Because, she, like I said, she could do anything she wanted mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. Um, so that's 
that's something that you might see happen in the near future. All right. We'll see. see you guys are killing COVID. Have to. Mine's COVID. You guys are like the Lysol. I want to ask you a quick question. Are you familiar with Robert Dietz? I think... Man, that name sounds familiar. He's a chief economist of the National Association of Home Builders. Not off the top of my Not head. Not familiar with him. No. Well, I was reading the article, and they said that the, the, like the home building... Okay, I'm going to read because I lost where He yeah. says he anticipates about a 20% decline nationally in single-family construction this year. Who the fuck year. is this guy? Where did he get that from? Like, I think he's a... I don't know. I thought yeah. this was something that you guys this followed. Is, don't read this shit. Don't, okay. read, don't read. These guys... Uh, how does he know what people are going to do with their money? Exactly. Okay? Exactly. I think we give too much stock to articles right now. That's okay. my opinion. Sorry, I mean, I'm just... No, that's a great point. I'm listening to you, man. I'm learning from you. Yeah, I I don't know. We'll see. People are spending. They're they're investing in their homes right now. Mm. Um, They're spending more time in their homes. They're adapting their homes to the needs of their business and the way things are, especially Mm. with school starting again. Oh, yeah, you got it. I mean, a lot of people are moving... um, Let me me touch on that for a minute. Go ahead, my brother. People are leaving cities. And this guy's saying... We're gonna, you're going to see a decline. Okay, this is nonsense, guys. It makes no sense. It doesn't make any it makes sense. Makes no sense. So, Mr. Dietz, whatever. Mr. Dietz. You know, I don't know if you're, you're really in touch with what's, what I'm seeing. I'm in the field every day. Yeah. And the people that I'm surrounded with in my business, things are people are really focusing on the suburbs and single-family yeah. homes okay. and space. If you don't need to be in the city, if you are working in finance or tech or whatever it is and you can work from home, the the need for staying in the city is gone. Yes, I don't think it's going to be like that forever. Yeah. But you're going to see thing a big change. It's changing. There was some article that came out um, a few days ago. It was pretty big. There was like New York is dead. Speaking of New York City, a lot of people are moving out. A lot of people are, uh, are selling buildings. A lot of these big like you know like corporate heads they're they're out of New York City because of that. There's a lot of people leaving. There's whole apartment buildings in Manhattan empty because a lot of people moved. Mm-hmm. And this is a conversation me and Malcolm had probably like a month ago. I don't think you've told me I was right yet. About everyone moving. No, you're right. You're right. You're yeah, right. I was like, people living in the city is kind of stupid to me personally. I don't know if that's the right thing to say, but I think too many people put stock into living into a city like this and with COVID it opened our eyes up that hey yes. I can do whatever I need to do in Albany in Utica you know wherever pick it is spot. yeah pick, pick a spot, spot. pick Give a spot a internet connection so you have the school system in New York City which is a disaster okay yes. so people don't need to rely on that mm-hmm. they can go pick a spot based on uh, you know the school system the district or just go to private school, mm-hmm. you know. But mm-hmm. yeah, to your point, people are leaving the city. We're seeing the data is showing that. That's mm-hmm. real data, not opinions on what we think are going to happen on a on a spreadsheet. Yeah. So yeah, we're um we're seeing the demand. You know, we're booking about 13, 14 months in advance right now. Yeah. Which is nuts, but we're squeezing other little things in. Like we're not saying no to new clients, but mm-hmm. there's depending on the scope of the work, there's going to be a waiting time. Okay. Yeah. Are you still a real estate investor? Would you consider yourself? Uh, well, I am a landlord. Okay. I have one piece of property. I'm a 50% owner in. Mm. 
But right now, it's just been, I've been investing in the business, building up the crew, um, and just handling what I can handle as far as the demand for our services. And I feel like that's very important. Like I always go back. So every time I refer to a, the podcast I listen to, it's this gentleman named Todd Billy. And he always talks about, you know, business and everything. And what you uh, pointed out was, you know, your, your landlord owned a 50% in mm-hmm. uh, a building. Um, but you said you're reinvesting money back into the business. And he was saying the same thing. He said, it's so if you have $30,000, why would you... Go get a piece of property that pay you eight hundred a month. Where imagine you put thirty thousand dollars back into your business to make more money, and I feel like that's so important for yeah, people to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you do have a business or anything of your own, it's just so important to reinvest it instead of trying to go be the next real estate guy or the next whatever uh, thing you see on the internet nowadays that people always mm-hmm. love to promote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm in no position to be giving advice, so. People that are listening and you guys uh-huh. don't don't take it as advice unless you want to. Yeah. I'm just gonna give you my perspective and the decisions I've made and what has worked and what hasn't worked for me. Okay. And I'm I'm more of the big picture guy to a fault. Like sometimes I don't look as closely at the numbers as maybe I should. Okay. As far as percentage return here and there. I'm more of the long game of what I want the vision of my business to look like and how do I get there. So if I, I've definitely left money on the table along the way as far as even how I handle billing with clients and change orders along the way. A lot of the time, I'll bid a project. We're never going to be the cheapest. We're always going to be a little bit more expensive. That's mm-hmm. we're, we're a premium service. Yeah. So you're going to have to pay for Luxury. That. And at the beginning, when I bid the project, I'm already building in a little contingency for the changes that I know are going to come as opposed to every change to the scope, me hitting the client with a bill. Yeah. Nobody likes that. You feel like you're getting in their pocket the whole time mm-hmm. and I don't want that impression. So you're kind of getting us from the start of the project to the finish and all the little things that come with it. Mm-hmm. If the scope of work really changes, okay, okay, that's a different conversation. Okay. Okay. If you're asking us to do dramatically more than we already are, that's a different conversation. Um, so I'm definitely leaving money on the table by not billing out every change order like some of my colleagues do. And that's fine. It's their okay. business model is just not mine. Okay. I'm more about the, the big picture, the feeling and the relationship between myself and the client and the experience of working with NHB. Mm-hmm. So I think it's more of a positive experience when they don't feel like you're getting in their pocket every step. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Like yeah. you said, you're not a salesman. And I don't want to be. Yeah, you are. Be. Uh, yeah, you got to be in every business. Yeah, yeah. business yep. But you don't want that vibe. And that's yeah. perfect. I, I it's important to know it's not about us. It's about them. Mm-hmm. We're here for you guys. It's about your project. If it requires us to make little changes in the field or mm-hmm. work late or whatever the fuck it is, Nobody's going to complain. Nobody's going to blame the plumber because this pipe's here. We're just going to do it. That's it. I like That's part of our culture. If I hear it, I shut it down. What are we talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stop it. Get it done. I'll handle it. You know. Mm-hmm. Is there anyone in the home building business that you are jealous of? Oof. I think so. I think, and I hate, like, I was doing this yesterday. I was looking at some of the other bigger firms out in the Hamptons now. The Hamptons, you know, is a very high-end market. Okay. So building and working in the Hamptons is like equivalent to playing in the NFL. Okay. Mm. There's plenty 
of contractors and builders throughout the island and the state. Mm-hmm. It's like there's a ton of football players out there. Mm-hmm. But there's like 20 of us in the Hamptons, okay, that can actually do it and turn a profit. So we're like, I'm one of those elite guys, and I'm like so grateful that we've worked our way up to that. Mm-hmm. And some of these guys that are so f- much further ahead of us are killing it, new construction. And I, I really like aspire to get to their level. Mm-hmm. So I guess I am a little jealous of them in that regard. But that's not like sometimes I check myself. Like I can't no 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 focus on just what's on my plate now yeah. and keep the culture, keep the same mindset, keep the branding the same. And yeah. it's been a gradual increase for us. Can't rush it. Yeah, you know, I yeah. want to rush it. Mm-hmm. But you can't. But to a certain level, you have to study them, right? Study them. <clears throat> yes, and I think studying them actually got me in trouble. To be honest, in the mm, beginning, like that. Can. I I tried to build. So the biggest spec house that we've built, I tried to pretty much mimic some of what the other guys mm-hmm. were doing, and didn't work. Yeah, you never. Know, we works. lost money. And I spent two years of my life. Yeah stressed working really hard on this project to not turn a profit mm-hmm. tough it's, it's similar to podcasting i mean it, like for me i studied uh, as you know i'm a big rogan fan Charlemagne, andrew schultz and you study these guys and you you know what i mean oh my god i want to i'm jealous of them i want to be where they are and you, you have to use that but you, it's okay. yeah you use it but it's very you have to be very careful with what you're doing yeah you know what i mean can't just copy someone because I've definitely right. done that before. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay, let me just try to be just like Joe Rogan today or just like Charlemagne. <laughs> and you got to be yourself. You guys have done what? This is fourteenth episode. Uh, yes, fourteenth episode. So you're just just 14, getting 14, your 14. footing, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely study them like you're doing. Yeah, I mean, I think we're getting to the point where we can study ourselves. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, yeah, like, okay. I like that. We need to clean that up. Because I spend years studying these guys. So for me now, it's like, okay, I know what a good podcast looks like. I know what a good conversation looks like. I know what attacking a certain topic, what it should look like. And I judge myself now. And it, it honestly, it got to the point where it's hard for me to listen to other podcasts. Wow. That's yeah, it's hard. It's hard. So I'll touch on that. Yeah. There's a there's programs on TV about house building and real estate purchasing and all that. We've seen them all. Yeah. It's hard for me to watch those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, sure. I'm just like, oh, that's that's not that ain't it. <laughs> or like or like this freaking guy's making that much money yeah. doing this. Yeah. Mm, yeah. It's like bothering me. So exactly. I can turn that shit off. I you know. know yeah, when you're so competitive and you love what you do, you kind of get a little bit of hate in you. And it's like, oh, oh it's natural. Fuck that guy. You know? Uh, that's all. <laughs> he <right>. sucks. <laughs> I see a lot of people on Twitter that tweet about that. It's like, why? It's like these people on these HGTV flipping homes. This stuff is not realistic at all. It's all staged. Yeah, it's tough. It's ridiculous. It's a television show. Exactly. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's a reality show. I'm sure, actors. I'm sure you would like to have your own reality show, the NHB. So, five years ago, mm-hmm. yeah, I I would have um, jumped all over it. And there's been conversations. There's really? been a, a small conversation with some connections to Netflix and things like that. Oh, wow. I'm ta- I shouldn't even say that. It's so minor, and yeah, it wasn't even about saying. us. It was just something that we might have an appearance on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay? Yeah. And... Now looking back on it, it's not something that's in my being honest. Like, yeah. if the right opportunity was there and it made sense, maybe I'd be excited about it. Mm-hmm. But right now, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything to anything. me. Why Nothing. is it? I think 
there's producers involved. There's making a TV show as opposed to running a business yeah. and building. I know the exposure. I might be an idiot for saying this mm. by shutting out the exposure. No, but I'm in that flow state right now. Like yeah. I'm, I'm, I feel like we're where we should be. And things are... We just got to keep doing what we're doing. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you're... Go ahead, Malcolm. Yeah, I mean, so what you're saying, like, you're not... A, reason why I'm saying you're not an idiot, idiot because on my way here, I was listening to a Nipsey Hussle interview. And <clears throat> when they made um, the movie, I believe, N.W.A., I believe Snoop was in there. I'm pretty sure that was a movie. Right. They called Nip. They was like, Nip, would you like to play Snoop? Mm. And Nip goes, no, I'm not going to play Snoop. And Nip, Nipsey Hussle looked at it as like, look, I don't want people to know me as, oh, this is a guy that played as Snoop. Good point. So you, don't be, you might not want to be known as, hey, look, I don't be that guy that, oh, you see me on a TV show. Yes. No, this is my business. And that's yes. what Nip looked at. I was like, I don't want to be known as 100%. Snoop Dogg. I want to be known as Nipsey Hussle. Yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. a great. I don't want to act like a great. You know, someone I truly look up to. He, uh, Nipsey Hussle, Snoop Dogg's in Nipsey Hussle top five best artist. So not, he didn't want to do that. So, I mean, that probably would have been an honor for him. That he was even asked yeah. to do it. He but sounds his, like Snoop Dogg, if you ever listen to but him. But to his point, yeah. he didn't want to really blend that together. He wanted his own identity. Yes. Yep. And yeah, he definitely would have been thought of as Snoop if he played him. Exactly. Yeah. This is before he... Because Snoop was so big. You know? Yeah. Exactly. And this is something a lot of actors struggle with. I was watching an interview with Denzel Washington. He's like, there's so many roles I turned down. Because I don't want to ever be viewed as that guy. Yeah, so did you ever see the movie American Psycho with Christian Bale? No, no. Okay, so they offered that role to DiCaprio. Mm. And he turned it down because he was just like, I'm going to be this psychotic character forever. And I think they both did fine career-wise. You know, it was just interesting to hear that. Yeah, yeah. No one wants to be that at all. You know, like the Joker situation. The people that play Joker. Yeah, you really... They really live in it because they're actors. They're really actors. Yeah, I'm a movie guy too. You are a big yeah, movie guy. Big movie guy yep. Favorite actor? Ooh, probably DiCaprio. Mm, yeah, he's I definitely top two or three. Yeah. Yeah. But I go through little moods where I like I like Ryan Gosling a lot. He's okay. been doing some good stuff lately. Okay. Uh, um, who knows? I say I'm a big Denzel guy. Yeah, I mean Denzel. That goes without mm-hmm. saying. You know what's one of his underrated movies? Inside Man. Oh my God! Wait, which one was Inside Man? Which I've watched. No, I watched so many Denzel the bank movies. Robbery movie. The bank. Which oh, when, directed. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. When he was um, he hid in like the you, safe or something at the end of it what and if walked haven't out. Seen the movie. You're gonna. Kill oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. We're gonna let's cut that out. Let's cut that out. But I love that movie. That was a good one. That was a good one. Rewind. So, uh, I'm a huge Spike Lee fan, too. One of my top five favorite movies is a movie called 25th Hour. Okay. Have you ever seen that? Never heard of it. All right. Edward Norton. He plays uh, a drug dealer that gets busted, and it's it's his last 24 hours before he goes away to prison. Okay. And it's all in Manhattan right after 9-11 happens. Another one, like, I don't know why people don't discuss it as one of Spike Lee's best films, but it's one of my favorites. What's What's the name of it again? 25th hour. 25th I got to I got to watch that. Yeah. yeah. Let's watch that. It's not a cool movie. I'm not a big movie guy at all. Really? Not at all. And I just spend my time I would say I'm a lot of you on YouTube watching people work yeah. out <laughs> eat healthy. I kid you not. But, but I kid but, you not. <laughs> no, but that's funny though because I think a lot of YouTube people don't like watching movies and it's because I think YouTube has rewired our attention span. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times we're watching YouTube it's like okay, 2 minutes in this is not entertaining. 
Let's get something I else know. on. Look at Instagram, like <laughs> yeah. blasting through stories, yeah. scrolling. Yeah, know? no yeah. doubt. You gotta catch the eye right then. Facts. All right. I find people so interesting that still sit down and watch three-hour movies every week. Now that I think of it, I can't remember the last time I watched a movie. Though. Yeah, I have man. To tell you, oh, the last one I saw was Ford versus Ferrari. You would watch that, Chris. Like, I made the time for that one, you know? That was like porn for you. Yeah, I made the time for that. Uh-huh. Honestly, the last movie I watched was... um. What's a movie with um the the mobster movie that came out on Netflix? Oh, with the documentary? No, the movie with with um the guys who always play mobsters. What's their name? Is it called Irish? Oh, oh the, the Irish man. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I did watch that over like a course of two weeks. Yes, me watch. too. Yeah, thirty minutes pause. Thirty minutes pause. Like Scorsese, the director. Yeah. he's he's the guy. He's a goat. He's. He might be. I think he I'm might him. be a goat, man. My, my guys are him, Spike Lee, and Quentin Tarantino. Those are like, Ooh, those just, are, they crush it every time. Those are classic. I guys. know. Here's a fun fact. The uh, Scalas were in that movie. I, it's called Irishman? Yeah. That was in that movie. Those I are like your buddies, that. what, from football? Yeah. Uh, they're my neighbors. I grew up oh, okay. with them. Yeah, yeah, and we played football together. Who? Which which one of the Scalas? Uh, Jonathan. So, Antonio was my best friend called Tiago, so shout out to the Scalas. Shout out to Bauer. <laughs> uh, so, his older brother Jonathan was in it, and, and the father. Yeah, it's nice. Nice. That's dope as hell. The other directors I like are uh, Christopher Nolan. He did Mm -hmm. um, The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Rises, Inception, Interstellar, David Fincher. Yeah, I'm a movie guy. Yeah, I got to get involved with movies. We're going to watch that movie. When when you're leaving for work or when you're driving on the way here, what music you have playing in that Ferrari of yours? Uh, Well, in the Ferrari, I just listen to the engine. Nothing. No music. (laughs) That's the prettiest damn sound. Oh yeah, this guy is crazy. Uh, oh no, 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 that's not crazy. Anybody that owns a Ferrari will do the same, same thing. shit. For real? Yep. I promise you that. Yeah. What music do you like though? Uh, everything. 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 Um, mostly a blend of hip hop and like some of the alternative rock that I grew up with. Okay. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. Metallica. Mm. Um. And then on the hip hop side, there's too many to list. Yeah. I mean, if I put it on, I listen to hip hop when I run. Uh, I do it on my stories. Yeah, That's usually yeah, what I'm yeah. listening to. Yeah. Where do you get that visual from of showing the feed to yourself? Like I copied it from oh. um, my boy Brendan Follis. Shout out to Brendan. There That's my guy. He's a Brendan. he's a client of mine. Okay. Um, he's a legend. Follow him on Instagram. He's got like almost gotcha. 150k. Wow. Mm. He's married to Hannah Bromfman. Okay. Um. Hannah, her mom was the original actress, uh, the actress in the original Shaft. Mm, okay, so that's amazing. Brendan's wife is Sherry's daughter Hannah. Wow, shout um, out to you, Brendan. And, and Hannah's got a big following too. Anyway, great people. They've done amazing things for me and my business. They're mm. clients of mine, and they've always gone out of their way to like promote me and put me on their YouTube. Oh wow. They don't need to do that. I never asked for it. They did it on their own. I'm so grateful to them and the connections I've made because of Brendan and Hannah. Well, shout out to you guys. Yeah. That's uh, they're two goats, no doubt. Yeah, there we go. But what were we talking about? Oh, the running. Yeah, the visual. I copied right. it from Brendan. He from did Brendan? it on his story, and I'm like, I'm stealing that. Yeah, you got to. Uh-huh. I want to steal it, too. Yeah, steal it. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> it's just my feet, you know? Uh-huh. And to backtrack a little bit, I'm not going to let you get away from this question. Right. Favorite rapper of all time. Or best. Let's go as best. Let's see what, what your musical taste best. is. The best rapper of all time. Man. I probably listen to Eminem the most. Mm. I'm not saying he's the best. Mm-hmm. 
I think the most influential was probably Pac, Tupac. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And he's up there. Yeah. That's subjective. Yeah. We're in really Brooklyn subjective. right now. Yeah. We're in Brooklyn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're going Nas. That's Queens, right? Yeah, yeah Nas, Nas Queens. Nas Biggie. Queens, shout yeah. out to Biggie, man. Uh, he's, yeah, he might be it. You, you, you don't want to hear who my favorite rapper of all time is. No, tell is. me. You can't say that and not say it. Yeah. <laughs> Kodak Black. Really? I think I, I don't think he's the GOAT yet. I think in about 10 years, he will be the GOAT. I think this guy is talent. So that's your guy. You're, you're connected to him. Oh, my. I think we're the same person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even though we live completely different lifestyles. It's funny how we, find, we find those little actors, rappers, whoever they are. We find those little guys that we connect. <laughs> athletes, you know. Yeah. Like me, I, I mentioned this to you. Mm-hmm. I was a big football fan growing up, New York Giants fan. My favorite player of all times is Ahmad Bradshaw. Mm. And that's like, he's a little off the beaten path. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. he's not, not that like, he's not the most popular guy, but he, what a stud he oh, was. Yeah, so. That was a running back, right? Him and Jacobs were the Jacob, duo, yeah. what made you lock into Ahmad Bradshaw? He was a pit bull. I <laughs> loved was. his grit. Though he played so, he was a grinder. He played yeah. so hard, yeah. and I had tendencies like that. I was never the most talented. Mm. But when I was, you know, on my soccer baseball team, I was, you know, pushing the pace. So, Always the hardest worker. So, do you think it's these little like personality traits that we lock on into these people that makes us like, yeah, just resonate with them? No doubt. I mm-hmm. could definitely see that. I can name a hundred things that I think me and Kodak Black are just like. I mean, the reason yeah. to me that I'm so fixated on MJ and Kobe is their mindsets. Mm -hmm. Yes. I mean, it's cliche. Mm -hmm. Everybody's a fan of them. Yeah. But I've read, so there's a book called Relentless Relentless. by Tim Grover. That's a trainer, right? He's, he was Kobe and MJ's trainer. And Dwayne Wade's trainer. And Wade's correct. uh, And and a few others, but the big two. And then Wade was the third. Okay. So listen to that audio book, read the book, whatever. I've, I've heard it twice. Um, and he, this, most of it is his interactions with MJ and Kobe and, and how they carried themselves. And that will really get you fired up. Fair to enough. yeah. And is that how you try to carry yourself? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, day little, in, day out? Uh-huh. That's good. I mean, as much as you can. Yeah. You know, if you ask yourself, how would he handle this? Yes. Mm-hmm. Do it that way. Mm-hmm. He's always, you know. See, oh, I like that. That's a gem right there. For people yeah. that that's uh, watching this, that's a gem. If you're in a situation, just think, whoever you look up to, how would they... Especially for me, it's Kobe. It's always been Kobe. I wore number eight. He wore number eight. Mm -hmm. Um, No bullshit with that man. He was there to get it done. And I love that about him. I respected that so much. We need more of that, man. Yes. We really do. How did the passing of Kobe affect you? The hardest... So much harder than I ever imagined. It's crazy. I mean, I honestly don't. I didn't cry. I don't remember. I haven't cried in a very. Couldn't even tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but I was really getting choked up for like three days, especially being a dad yeah. because of his daughter. Wow. Um, it was like I was shocked how much it hit me, and still mm-hmm. does. Like, man, like every time I see a picture or video of Kobe, I'm like, is this guy really dead? Like I'm sure he's just in a cave hiding somewhere. It's like he's immortal. It was a weird one, man. I it's because it hit me so hard. Yeah, 
haven't really, you know, from not me? very. I'm not a very emotional guy. Yeah. And that one was just like. I heard a lot of people saying that they were like really crying and I don't stuff know, like that. It's just we, how harsh the death was. Too. Yeah, for for me, it was a double whammy. I think I've told this story here before. My cat died the same day. Oh no! That Kobe died, and we, we were having like this funeral service. service. Right, you're having this funeral service for um, my cat. I was at my ex girlfriend's mom's house, and I wake up, and my girl was like, "Hey." Kobe Bryant just died. I'm just like, that's wrong. That's what wrong. are you talking yeah, about? Like, no way. Kobe passed never. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, the whole, I was like in a funk. Yeah. Like down. No, yeah. It definitely shook the mood. <laughs> Actually, I, I'm going to show you this video. Have you ever seen the commercial where Kobe, um, like, blew up a helicopter? No. Man, this is so creepy. This was shot, like, this is a really old commercial. Look at this. This is like really, really creepy. Ads get out of here. My mom hates when we do this, by the way. When we show. <laughs> do you hate it? Yeah. Get some more engaged. Listen to what he says after. I'll be the guest. Arrivederci, which means goodbye. What's your name? Black Mama doesn't it? Heroes come and go, but legends are forever. Creepy? Very, very creepy. Uh, I don't like shit like that. Yeah. It just makes too much sense, too, too easy much, to connect. Like, what the fuck? That's I don't know. I don't know. That, like, and this is the stuff why people believe in the Illuminati. Like, I don't I know. know. I don't know, man. It's too similar. It's yeah, too right? Everything. And then just what he's talking about. Arrivederci, goodbye. Legends never die. Like, what is the appeal of a commercial like this 10 years ago? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't get it. That's a great question. Where, where, why does that make sense in, yes. in any other context but except connecting <laughs> to the lady passed away? It's crazy. It's crazy. Thing. And what really, like, fucking hit me hard with it was how the stories of how close he was with Gianna because I'm really like Olivia and I are mm-hmm. super so close. super close. Yes. Like it's man the, the when I found out Kobe Bryant died after I told my ex-girlfriend to get out of here I'm like wow I feel sorry for Gianna. They're literally always together. That's his little Mambasita. He called her Mambasita. I know people don't have favorite children, but if Kobe did it was definitely the little Mambasita. And then I find out they died together, and I'm like, wow, that's fucked up. But at the same time, was it, like, destiny? Like, I don't know. But I, I was thinking the yeah, same you, thing. You can't help but think, like, yeah, they were together. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were on their way to practice yes. or, or scrimmage or practice, something like that. Practice, yeah. practice. Yeah. Crazy. It's like crazy. Thing. Go ahead, Malcolm. Nah, to go on a more positive side of Yes. Let's not end Two, the... Kobe Bryant wore number 24, and then he wore number 9 when he was on Team USA. Right. He wore number oh, no, no no he wore eight. number eight eight no or 10. well eight was always his number sorry he yeah. wore number ten I believe I don't on the USA team yes why but that's what I'm gonna say Michael Jordan wore number twenty three and I believe Michael Jordan wore number nine so he was team one USA. after do you think like Kobe mm-hmm. mindset he fuck was yeah. trying to be one up or Jordan yeah I, I, I will bet the house on definitely him. I mean he's you the future s- I'm the next yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I, I mean, I think that's very apparent when we see LeBron being as confident he is. He just calls it out. Listen, I'm chasing Jordan. Hey, I'm gonna wear 23, Jordan. Yeah. What I loved about MJ and Kobe is is the self ownership. How it was they put the blame on themselves. Like it was about controlling themselves. Yes. Both had two quotes that I loved. See if I don't butcher this. <laughs> One of them, I think Shaq said this about Kobe in practice when he was like, he realized, damn, this young guy's legit. Dog. Kobe was going off in practice, not passing the ball, scoring every basket. And Shaq was like, uh, hey, Kobe, you know there's a, no I in team, right? And he, <laughs> and he looked at him. He said, yeah, but there's an ME in that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> He's a bad motherfucker saying that to And that, like, that still gives me chills. Yeah. A young guy saying that to Shaq. To Shaq. And that's just like, that's the mindset. It's that's a- where it starts and ends for me. Mm. And <laughs> listen, it's ridiculous to compare anything that we do to Kobe Bryant in that sense. But yeah. when you can pull things like that, whether it's business, whatever it is you're trying to accomplish. For me, even if it's a little cheesy, I don't care. It works. It helps me stay focused and motivated. Yeah. And then with Michael, somebody said the same thing to him. Um, see if I don't butcher this. I'm gonna butcher it. I don't remember hey, something good. about uh, something about win. Yeah, he's like an eye and win or something yeah, like that. The eye and win. Yeah. Why can't I, I think of this right now? Yeah. <laughs> I think I thought Kobe said that, but yeah, I think mm. you got it right. Yeah. But what was I gonna say? Me and Malcolm was having this conversation. There's no eye and team, team, but there's there an eye and win. win. Yes, go. thank you. The mindset, the mindset, the mindset. It's so interesting, right? Like, okay, LeBron. I I I don't know if I'm ignorant for saying this. I feel like a lot of people correlated these like really just like locked in athletes with people with a rough upbringing for a long time right am i incorrect in saying that or do you keep going i'm listening with kobe and michael these are two fairly privileged guys great families great family everything mother father the whole nine i think that just might be a a storytelling aspect that people latch on to it might be you know meaning the media and journalists and and all the full of shit people you know Uh uh-huh I think we uncovered that last week, too, because we were talking about how the NBA is becoming this suburban league. Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, Michael Porter Jr., all these guys are from the suburbs. Big houses, nice family, and stuff like that. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. It's an interesting point. But, you know, Michael's dad pushed him. Yeah, absolutely. I don't remember hearing about Kobe's parents. I know his father was, was, did he play in Italy? Yeah, he played. I don't think they were very close. Okay. At the at the time of his passing, I don't think they were like on speaking terms at all. So another so those are two guys that I look up to a lot. Another one in the racing world. Okay. In the F one racing world is a guy named Ayrton Senna. Ayrton Senna. A Y R T O N. Senna. S E N N A. Watch the documentary called Senna and you'll get it. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. He he's the Kobe Bryant of F one. He's the GOAT, the fastest ever. Linear mindset, mm. all the same characteristics, mm. and he died on the track. He's a really? legend of legend. Three time, three time world champion in a row, racing for McLaren and Williams. Like, watch that documentary. You okay. won't be sorry. Yeah, it'll get you into F one too. Yeah, F one's a great sport. It's very um, individual. Yeah. There's a huge team aspect, of course, because you're part of a racing team. Yeah, but when you're in the car, it's just that, you know. Yeah, just you. That mindset. Yeah. Do you think there's any downfall to having that mindset? I, I bring that up because of course there is. Why, yeah, life. watching the yeah. the Jordan doc, it seemed like he pissed a lot of people off. Didn't have a lot of close friends. 
you know, maybe that's a downfall. I wouldn't even characterize that as a downfall. Mm. I think less is more sometimes. And if mm. you're pissing those people off, you don't need them. Mm-hmm. Okay? I think mm-hmm. the downfall is probably just what it, it does to your family and yeah. the people that you actually care about. Mm. And if you do piss those people off with that mindset, that's a downfall. Mm. But if it's just other people, mm-hmm. who really gives a shit? Mm-hmm. Don't worry about them, you know? I think we're humans. We all love to be loved. No doubt. We want to please. Yeah, you know? yeah. I can see that, but in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I That's agree. my opinion. Yeah. Did you watch it, Jordan Doc? You had to. Every minute. How could yeah. you not? It was beyond great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have to finish it. You haven't finished it yet? Nah. What's wrong with you, man? How do you <laughs> not finish This guy that? is crazy. Like nine, it's ten. So nine or ten. I just watched yeah. YouTube. I probably watched seven episodes. I, yeah, I'm not a long-form guy, but the Jordan Doc had me hooked. I'll be honest with you, I was a LeBron James is the GOAT guy for a long time. A lot of people I are. watch a Jordan Doc, I'm like, oh, he's not he's not the GOAT yet. I still I'm still a LeBron fan. I'm not a big Jordan fan. Never seen him even play a scrimmage. But that mindset, the way he manipulated other people, the way he manipulated the game, I think someone in the doc said Michael Jordan wasn't playing the game anymore. He was just winning. He knew when to turn it on, when to turn it off, and he would just win. And that's undoubtedly. I'm just going to make it easy for you. Yeah. <laughs> there's nobody ever greater than Michael. It's not LeBron. It's yeah. not ever. There's nobody that's going to be there. LeBron is a much better athlete. Yeah. Uh, he might even be a better basketball player. Yeah. But when I, he, I agree. He's a better, like, if. There's I, no. Michael is one in a eternity. Uh-huh. You're not going to see that again. He never got tight. I think they were down in one series or something like that. And the guy is making jokes in the locker room. Like have- A buddy of mine caddied for him on the golf course. For real. And, and he was like, first of all, he's just such like a bro. Like, ripping on his buddies. Pounding <laughs> butt guys. Pounding beers the whole time. For real. And everything is high stakes competition. Okay. I don't see that in LeBron. I, mm-hmm. I, listen, I don't want to be hard on the guy because I, I respect the shit out of him, but he's missing that, and mm. everybody else in the world is missing that. Only Michael had it. Kobe was the next mm. that had, and he didn't have as much as Michael, in my opinion. He had his own different killer mentality, which we all know about. Yeah. Yeah. But mm. that's a different kind of guy, Michael Jordan. No, you're right. I mean, even from the meeting they just had, I think Michael is the more relatable, personable guy because it was like LeBron James pissed everyone off in the meeting they were having to the point where he had to walk out. And that's where Probably Michael got too came. emotional. Yeah, and, and that's he's where too, maybe Mike- he's too close to it. Yeah. And he's under the most pressure. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, what is LeBron going to say? How is he going to treat this? Mm-hmm. It's a pressure we can't you know, imagine. Not at all. Yeah, we can judge it. But that's tough to wear his shoes. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Crazy amount of no, pressure. No doubt. Talking about wearing his shoes. Do you have any Jordans? Uh, I do not, actually. No, I'm uh, not a big shoe guy. I, no. Hats. I was going to ask you that. I was hats, like, are you a big yeah. shoe guy? No. I know you got some, you got some style, Chris. I'm getting a little more into shoes okay. now. Uh, I like hats. I wear hats all the time. Okay. okay. Um, I have three Jordan jerseys. That's my Jordan connection. There you go. I okay. got the red, the white, and the black. And okay. those are my rotation of... Anytime there's a tank top, it's going to be one of Jordan's jerseys. Yeah, yeah. you got you got to uh-huh. represent. Yeah. yeah, that's funny. What kind of shoes do you wear? What, what do you have on right now? Uh, I have the Nikes. Mm. Let me see what they remember. The Blazers. The Blazers. Yeah. Vintage hey. Blazers. Mm. I got them too. That's why I'm going to give you some love. You them, huh? yeah. Well, those are the high top ones? Yes. Yeah. Oh, look, 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 those look, are yes, classic. Yes, look yes, at yeah. that. Yeah. 
We're going to blur that Nike sign out with a Nick and Mel logo. <laughs> 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 we're going to tax us. No we free branding, no, guys. the shoes I wear the most are... Uh, See, I'm, you know, I'm obsessed. Yeah. I yeah, have these <laughs> Italian driving shoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Italian leather with carbon fiber inlays. They look uh, good, too. Uh, they're called Pelodi shoes. Okay. Pelodi. And um, I wear them all the time. For real. Yeah. We're going to write these down, look them up. Yeah. Chris, Chris, you dropped a lot of gems, man. Listen, this was fun, man. This was I, a uh, great interview. I hope interview. I didn't ramble too much, you know? No, I think it was smooth. I think you did a good job. Good, man. Let's do it again. How do we do? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think you guys are killing it. Just keep keep doing exactly what you're doing. Look at yourselves, like you said. Mm-hmm. See what you can tweak. Yeah, Don't be too hard on yourselves. Right, right. Um, and just, I think, <clears throat> do everything you can to put yourself out there. Yeah. Market as much as you can. Yeah. Because it's only going to go as far as the people that see you. Yes. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, this is honestly, son. This is like very motivational, and a blessing. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, man. I'm getting a little chills. I'm good, like, man. I'm glad. Nah, just like, all right, I'm tearing up a little bit because like you see a gentleman, you know, and you don't think you you introduce yourself, and he spends time out of his day to come show love to us, and we just started this. You know, he couldn't mm-hmm. he could have did something else. Absolutely, so we appreciate it, Chris. Thank oh you. man, my pleasure. And to your point, um, we should help people as much as we can, especially young guys like you that are trying to hustle and do something. Mm-hmm. If somebody comes to me, like, and I'm in no position to give advice. Yeah. Believe me, that's not it. Yeah. All I do is work, and I just have goals and trying to accomplish. You guys are in the same page. Mm-hmm. Um, you did it the right way. I'm glad that we connected. We've been yeah. in touch since, yeah. and let's do this again. So, Absolutely. Yeah. If you want me to come back, I will. And all let's right. go to the shooting range and let's all Set shoot a gun together for there. the first time. It'll be the first time for all of us. All of know? us. Have you shot a gun before, Malcolm? Uh, uh, now, uh, I, listen, you guys, have you ever driven a Ferrari? No. Okay. So when you drive one, you'll understand the obsession. Okay. <laughs> I'll bring the car there and let you guys take it for a spin. Awesome. I appreciate right. it. Hey, man, the podcast was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm here. Got it. <laughs> hey, but Chris, thank you very much for coming here. Spending time out of your busy business pack day to just have a conversation with us, man. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you, gentlemen. Appreciate it. To the fans, guys, thank you for tuning in and joining us on this journey once again. We thank you very much. Like that, we're out. Split out. We out. Thanks, guys. Chris, that was good, bro. A lot of great. Honestly, it didn't even feel like we.